0: An accidental fall is going to be hard for us to defend. That's why there's an investigation for a more suspicious death. Because you were the only person there. And of course, you're his wife.
1: Stop. I did not kill him.
0: That's not the point we're back. Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I am your co-host, Mike. One co-host also, Mike, is here. We have another Oscars review for you, and this is something that's been a big player in a category that it's not going to be nominated in (laughs) at the Oscars. We're talking about Anatomy of a Fall today, Mike.
1: We're talking about Anatomy of a Fall because we want to today, right? I mean, this is a movie that has been released for a while. I, I reviewed it back in the festivals when I was... Uh, Doing like an all French morning at the New York Film Festival with The Taste of Things. I saw them back to back. Mm -hmm. And I was also eating a lot. And, (laughs) you know, anyway, I was, it was, whenever I review movies for the first time at festivals, I'm suspect. I'm suspect because it depends on how was my meal or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I think coming back to this movie again and again, and now the fact that you, as an attorney, watched it and liked it, I, I feel like this is a good time for us to review the movie and it and it's and, it, and it's a fun time because we're both we both like the movie which is yeah. Again, another rarity, the yeah. two mics coming together, joining forces here. <laughs> and it is something that's probably going to be featured in the Oscar. We
0: hope it's going to be featured at the Oscar Sunday. It's right now lingering around a lot of top tens for Best Picture, so hopefully it'll break through there, but uh, we'll get into all of it. If you've not joined us before for an Oscars Profile episode, uh, we do two reviews in one episode. The first half will be all non-spoiler. We won't give away anything about, well, at least not the twists and turns of the plot. We'll talk somewhat about the plot in the first half of this episode, but we will not spoil the movie for you. So if you've not seen Anatomy of a Fall yet, don't worry, we won't spoil it in the first half of this episode. You'll get a spoiler warning at the midpoint, and the second half will go all into the twists and turns of the
1: plot and our thoughts about them therein. Uh, where do we want to begin here, Mike? Well, yeah, let's uh, let's kind of begin with the awards reception because, yeah, this movie has has a fascinating case that I'm going to get into more as, as we finish this non-spoiler segment. But, yes, we, we cover the Palme d'Or. And it also won the Palm Dog, by the way, justifiably so, at the Cannes Film Festival this past year. We covered the twists and turns with Anatomy of a Fall when it lost its French national selection for Best International Feature at the Oscars to the Taste of Things. Uh, And then we've been keeping track of 38 wins and 82 nominations on the season thus far, including... Kind of the roller coaster of four Globe nominations, a good day there, but only two Critics Choice nominations, a bad day there. It it really is a a weird case, and and it's we got a lot to debate because this movie might be on the bubble, which again is kind of a cool time for two fans of the film to kind Mm -hmm. of pump it up in an Oscars study, Oscars film study, Oscars. What do we call these things? Oscars Oscars profile. profile. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. So I I feel like we're doing our film promotion thing for once today.
0: do you think critics just don't watch international films until they absolutely have to? Yes. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Based on nothing, that's how I feel.
1: <laughs> However, this year, I do think they were playing the rounds. They got the, uh, the uh, obviously, they got the uh, strike. What, what did they call those things? Those were strikes. Yeah, no, but they, they gave uh, waivers. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The legal mumbo-jumbo. There's a lot of mumbo-jumbo <laughs> in this movie. There's a lot of mumbo-jumbo surrounding those strikes that you explained to me eventually. But uh, certainly those waivers helped because Sandra huler and Justine Trier, they were everywhere. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people couldn't be. And I think that momentum continued into the Gothams. I mean, Anatomy of Fall Falls had an indie film awards path as well yeah. as an international film awards path even though it's not eligible for international feature at the oscars it's a bizarre case so we'll, we'll get into it uh we'll talk about the uh, box office here for a second too because another weird case It done very well in europe obviously uh 17 million overseas only 3 million here three and a half million almost 21 million worldwide on a seven million dollar budget it's on VOD right now. You can rent it for $6, buy it for 15 I just bought it for 15 with stellar marks, so it's available to everybody. You would think three times its budget at the box office and playing VOD all over the world. It's a moneymaker, right? Where the hell did $7 million go into this? I, I don't know if that was the acquisition price after the Palme d'Or. I mean, we've seen... Uh, neon by triangle of sadness recently. Right. I think they bought like five Palm Doors in a row, right? Yeah, B- Some... it's not that's a production budget. I don't know.
0: I mean, I mean, it's it's this is something that's pretty gritty, and I I don't know that if there's seven million dollars on screen, but that doesn't mean that it's not watchable and that it's not uh, enjoyable by by any means. I just I'm surprised to see it be listed that high for a budget. But yeah, three times its budget means usually that it's a money maker, and I would think that it decided to make all its money stateside by going VOD.
1: Yeah, I think th- I hope that's working for it. I know I happily bought it for fifteen mm-hmm. bucks. Uh, critically, ninety six percent on two hundred and nineteen Rotten Tomato reviews, eighty six MetaScore. Audience scores I think are high. I can never tell what rotten tomatoes anymore, Mike. The ninety percent on a hundred Rotten Tomato audience rating, seven point eight out of ten on twenty five K votes on IMDb. I mean, it that's looks that's like significant. It's... I mean above okay. seven and a half
0: on on you know
1: 25k almost you know a quarter of a 100,000 that's that's a significant number for imdb at least to me i knew my new york film festival crowd was uproarious about it they loved it uh i loved it coming out of that theater experience they loved sandra Huller, they loved justine triet was a rapturous ovation etc and new york doesn't doesn't often do that at 2 p.m in the afternoon <laughs> no i'm sorry this was a 5 p.m this was a 5 p.m but still i mean it it was a uh it was a big big crowd obviously 1100 people in there and they were clapping wildly afterward uh, afterwards and then i i saw it with my brother and his friend in theaters here while you were like sick in vegas mm-hmm. which needs to be like a a name of your autobiography i don't think i've recovered by the way but yeah keep going <laughs> and I could not tell if they were liking it at all. And I'm glad I didn't watch this with you, because I'm a big fan of this movie, and if I was sitting next to you and you are just like, hmm, yeah, I would have overanalyzed you.
0: <laughs> I, well, it took me forever to get through this movie. It's not a
1: short movie either. No. It's two hours, two and a half hours, is that right? Is it two 2.30, or is it I two don't want to know 100. how you watch movies anymore. I really don't want to know, because these sound like horror stories. You don't sit in front of a f- screen and watch a movie straight through anymore at home. I mean, I nah. get, I get that you can't sometimes because life. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot of times I can't because
0: of life, but no, I, I really. I mean, especially something like this, I wanted to like kind of. I didn't know if it was going to be a who done it or like I, how deep into the legal stuff we were getting, so I was taking notes like feverishly along the way. But Wonderful, it took me by like it took like three and a half, four hours for me to get
1: through it. Okay, well that's not too bad. Was it like more or less in one, you know, go? Yeah. Doing, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I
0: mean, there was a lot of a lot of rewinding and stuff that obviously wasn't available if you're watching this in theaters. That like, you know, I had to make sure I heard this the right way and stuff like that. But wow,
1: yeah, that is that is a weird way to watch a movie because you're aren't you losing momentum? Like this movie has propulsive momentum in my does life. it anyway, does especially
0: just, for a two and a half hour movie where people are just talking.
1: And you still you still enjoyed your experience overall. To tease your review, I'll I'll watch this.
0: I, I'm trying to think of a way to put Dune down. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yes, is my answer. <laughs>
1: okay, good. You don't know, you have to put anything else down, is there? But I, I would say... Dune I took would...
0: me four hours to watch because I was just like, I can't, I got to like walk around. I can't, I don't want to be uh-huh. any part of this. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Science fiction
1: is a high, yeah. high high. Uh-huh. Hill of sand to to scale for you, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Okay. All right, yes. we got we got to move on. I'm, I don't know why I'm babbling like such a because I, I was nervous. I was nervous for you watching this movie. I was not ready to hear your verdict. I really wasn't, and I and we, we like danced around what movie we were gonna do next because I was hoping it would be this one. And yet, I um, yeah, good God, I was afraid you'd hate this movie, and uh, it's one of my favorites on the year. So I'm I'm thrilled that you don't. So. Let's when minimalist, it. not to yeah. not to cut you off, but when
0: minimalist movies are universally heralded as best picture contenders, I'm you. I find myself usually being in favor of them. When blockbusters are considered best picture contenders, like your Avatars, like that's where I usually Dune, for example. Like I usually have issues with those, but not right. all blockbusters, obviously. Like Barbie, I'm huge into Oppenheimer, I'm huge into. So, but minimalist movies, I find myself
1: usually giving the benefit of the doubt to. Does that make you more of a defense attorney or a prosecutor? Because you you fight on behalf of the little guy. I guess it depends, right?
0: Yeah, uh, it would be uh, context-specific, I think. Which, by the way, speaking in terms of this movie, I am curious to talk about the spoiler section with you because I think there's a clear answer. Yes. Or clear-ish as to what happened.
1: Yes, and I I do think it becomes... I do think it's a closed case at the end of this. I have heard a lot of people and I've heard the writers and the filmmakers, Justine Trier and Arthur Harari, talk about the doubts that even they have and the doubts that they want audience members to have. And I don't know if I necessarily come away with that. However, it's fascinating that this behind the scenes story because they're partners in real life. They have a few kids together. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> she, he's a screenwriter, actor, director, yeah. just like she is, yeah. and they wrote this score, story together during the pandemic.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, no, he's a dead man; <laughs> his days are numbered.
1: Now, as an attorney, albeit not a French one, yeah, I'm wondering—you you, know—did you think this was believable? Like, is it? Be, it's, oh, is it's believability. That's, that's the strength?
0: strength of this
1: movie. Okay. Is okay. how believable it came across
0: versus versus what actually happens in a courtroom and how you're presented. I mean, and it's 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 the strength of the movie because it's a theme that's hammered throughout the movie. It's like you have to choose to believe something and you're only given these snippets in time versus the context of a much larger picture going. Like you're giving a snippet of a fight in this relationship against the backdrop of a much larger relationship with much more context and time behind it. You're given a snippet of things being played in court versus what led up to those things actually playing out, which maybe changes the context of them a little. So I thought it was... That was unbelievable how, how like, on the nose and how perfectly done a lot of that stuff was because it and it raises the uncertainty. You're uncertain when you're in court. I mean, even if you're the attorney, unless you have a client telling you outright, which usually if you're a defense attorney, your client's even going to say, no, I didn't do it, regardless of whether or not they did. You don't really know. And you do,
1: as this movie says, just have to kind of choose something to believe is truth and go with it. I'm thrilled to hear that. I'm thrilled yeah. to hear that because I was worried – because I knew the movie was entertainment, and I, I knew I was caught up with each viewing of the movie because, I mean, the rewatches have been great for me. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if you would come away saying, yeah, that's entertaining, but it's BS. I mean, A Few Good Men, Do you do you watch A Few Good Men and feel like that was a courtroom – that that makes sense to you or do you feel like that was a really well, great that, i mean we're about... talking
0: about military court which i have no okay. experience in which but i mean I, you could also argue i have no experience in french court so it, it is okay. what it is I, d- does it come off as believable to me sure but i also have a, a, a complete lack of knowledge um something like trial of the chicago seven i mean we've talked about the issues i have with that movie right yeah well, because it's, it comes off as you know unbelievable in the way it which was, it was penned which is ironic because didn't sorkin wasn't sorkin behind both those movies a few good men and yeah. Chicago Seven. Yeah. yeah,
1: he was so. Yeah. Uh, and immediately you texted me about this movie feeling very Sorkin esque. A lot of tempo. quick dialogue, and that's yeah.
0: another reason I had to pause and go back and read. I mean, there's a lot of very, very dialogue that just
1: hits and hits and hits and hits and hits. But shout out to this movie and shout out to the script. It is deep enough, and I and it's such that. It's worthy of a study like this, and it's worthy sure. for you to rewind and go back. Even though I think that's an insane—you're insane for watching movies that way. It's a—it's a—I—I I, I mean, I don't know how you do it, but I rewatched this movie a bunch of times. Maybe I'm insane for rewatching as many times. And gradually, yeah, I guess to each their own. I mean, can we say that? I just don't. Hmm. I, I feel too. like I'm watching it in a selfish way. I'm gaining the entertainment value, maximizing the entertainment value, whereas you are like. You're doing the real work there. Avatar 2 was bad. <laughs> I'm trying to compliment you and you won't even let me. Anyway, my one quibble, yeah. my one quibble. Does she have too many transition, what do they call those? Motifs? Like the sun with the the sun with the piano, for instance, is one of those motifs. There's a couple. There's the, the well, What's the, the
0: difference between
1: you know, what's the difference between that
0: and a filmmaker who decides to put a title card up that says Act
1: One, Act Two, Act Three—that's right. all that was to me. It's showing the passage of time. Yeah, it's mirroring the fact that he has an arc. The, right. The boy, I, the I, I was. I
0: mean, arc. you know, it was. I didn't. It's a trope.
1: It is. What Do it I just want him to be better at the piano? Probably. <laughs> Would you rather he play the Poor Things score? This nine-year-old? I would rather nobody play the Poor Things score. That is still a major barrier. I just rewatched Poor Things. I hate that score. Hate. Hate is a strong word, and I hate that score. Jerskin Fenricks, my mortal enemy. Anyway, uh, Sandra Hüller is not my mortal en- uh, enemy. I love her in this movie, Michael. I still think she's the performance of the year. Uh, there's range. I've talked about it. I, I think, you know, she's got the blowout argument scenes, the big crying scenes, drunk scenes, performance scenes in court, and they are performance scenes in court. You could tell that she's holding back and trying to get a, things off the right way. There's com- complex scenes between her and her son character in the film. Uh, and then there, and then there's a high degree of difficulty because she's got a poker face, which is required by this quote-unquote mystery genre. And I do think she's cognizant of that. Uh, And then you got the question of these, are they reenactments? Are they flashbacks? Are they dramatizations? We don't know, but we as an audience see these scenes, these flashback scenes played out from a certain POV, it it would seem. And she's playing it in that regards. And she's got to know Sandra Hula, the actress. She's got to know how she's playing that. Which is I wonder
0: if next level. If, she was, if she was told you know what the answer is and to play it a certain way uh, for her character. Uh, if she if she was told whether or not you know her character was a murderer or whether or not it was a, an accident, and if she was told to play it a certain way or not, I'd be interested to know that. Uh, you know, as far as where she lands on the air, I you know I could nitpick. I don't think she's the number one, but she definitely deserves in the top five. Good. I mean, she's. I think she she absolutely deserves to be nominated, or at least you know on the cusp of nomination, which I think she's been treated as.
1: Okay, which is proper. That, I, I'm hoping so because some. We'll talk about the pundits in a minute, but they may have her on the bubble still. I am increasingly impressed, though, with her castmates. Every time I, I watch this, like that's that young French actor Milo Machado Grenier, uh, forgive me for the pronunciation, like. I don't
0: know how you can watch commence. him and watch the holdover <laughs> sky and and think like he, this kid is so much better <laughs> at such a younger age. He's than, great. I'm sorry than the holdover and I know I shouldn't like be disparaging
1: as a meaning of a comparison, but it's mm-hmm. what struck out to me. I think you're disparaging Dominic Sessa. However, he's 21 now, and this kid is 10 now. He played it at right. nine. You know, so his scenes and his performances elicit the most emotion out of me as a viewer. And if you listen to actors talk about their craft, that's the ultimate goal that most of them cite, isn't it? Like you want to be affecting on the audience, and this youngster immediately has that ability, and it's not because he's a kid, and 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 simply the fact that you know we feel protective over him as as an audience member. In fact, I don't think this particular kid character is very likable, and the kid tries to assassinate himself in many an instance uh, during this film. Yeah, he does some stuff that's heinous. Oh my God, we he does some stuff where we want to we want to fight the kid, but this character's perform or this child's performance is actually shining through that being said there there is a bit of a controversy online and we probably should address this right now mike while we're talking about milo he's not blind i mean he's wearing contact lenses here and you know there's certainly a a strong argument to be made that you know he took a casting away from somebody who's visually impaired and there's very few of those castings available out there
0: sure uh i'm not going to take that on on milo that's not his fault that's the casting's... Department. I mean, I, I don't disagree, but it's also not his decision to make. And, you know, if you're 9, 10 years old and you get this opportunity, you're not going to turn it down. What do you know? I mean, you know, yeah. good good for him for doing it. And he had to play... He's also not completely blind and not completely deaf, right? That's kind of like the conceit of his character in this because of the tragedy that happened to him. So he does... And he does show that he can hear and... and yeah, he's not and deaf. But he, right. right. So, I mean, he's... You know, I, I, I understand the argument, but I'm not going to chastise the kid the actor for doing it at such a young Good. age it's this i think it's the casting director in the studios problem
1: yeah yeah i think that's a fair way to look at it and uh, look at i i can't we can't get into his performance entirely but samuel Thies, the father's performance mm-hmm. again he's playing it from a certain pov we think maybe perhaps i i still don't know and that's what's another fascinating you know point about the script but these are gut-wrenching scenes played by great actors and he's one of them. Samuel Tice, mm-hmm. uh, Greiner, the, uh Sandra Holler, and I don't know, they've skyrocketed up my supporting actor board since then. I think they're both in my top 15 now and and the sons in my top 10 to be honest with you.
0: I mean, you know, I come up with stuff during the episode and I'm like, that had been something I wish I should have thought of beforehand so I can re- uh, review it and research it and not sound like an idiot on the mic. Would this be, is this, can this be nominated for SAG Ensemble? I
1: don't know, it would be uh, yes, anyway. Yeah, but. no, I, I think, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I think so. But I, then again, the fact that Sandra Huller's, yeah, maybe not. Because she, she did she have the waivers necessarily? Or I said that earlier, maybe she didn't. Now I'm coming, I'm coming to think of it. Maybe That's she's insane. just not
0: in SAG. That's what I mean. I mean, it's an international Production, obviously, I don't, I don't know. So I
1: don't know if, if SAG wants to... I, I don't know. Was Parasite? Par- Parasite won SAG Ensemble. Uh, so it's, I know, it's... this is a blind spot for us. Yeah. We got to look Again, at Again, it SAG would have been Ensemble. something... Uh... We're going to do an entire episode with uh, <laughs> Scott Yeager on the SAG Ensemble. A more
0: prepared person would have Knock thought of this wood. beforehand. Yeah,
1: But no, it's It's important to know. We're going to get into it in the Oscar lens in a second. But let's quickly talk about the production values because I think film editing... And, and look, at, we're going to go back to the lawyers' performances, by the way. We can't talk about them in non-spoilers, mm-hmm. but I love Swan Ar- Arlogged and Antoine Reinhardt. I love them. Anyway, film editing. Three wins thus far, Euro- European Film Awards, uh, but also the Los Angeles Film Critics Association in San Diego. Oppenheimer's going to win this thing, we think. Eight wins on the season already, but Anatomy of a Fall. it has got a puncher's chance, perhaps, according to some pundits. We'll talk about that in a second but I mean that makes a lot of, of sense
0: doesn't it two and a half hour movies that we both think has a lot of propulsion and momentum behind it where it's just pretty much strictly a courtroom drama yeah or at least a, a procedural drama uh, yeah I would think you need to have kind of clever editing to make that feel as streamlined as it was so I have no qualms with that
1: that being said the script and the you know the performances are doing a lot to enrapture us and keep things electric there as well yeah, you're, you're right the editing helps quite a bit and so does the cinematography I I Again, it's not going to get nominated in cinematography. I just thought the, the framing was very smart at times and odd. Like, we're watching all these angles of Sandra Huller in that courtroom. And it's sometimes it's the sun over the shoulder of, you know, his line of sight. Yeah.
0: The helplessness of Daniel or the mental battle that that, that character is going through the sun, that's where I think the cinematography helps out most. Because there's some, a lot of camera stuff right. going on with with his character in the courtroom specifically that makes you feel. It helps relay how frantic he's feeling mentally.
1: And and then there's a lot of bird's eye shots of the house and the fall and the crime scene and the and it's just it's just beautiful shots of the Alps. So the, the cinematography is very good. It's not going to get nominated, yeah. but it's very good. Uh, no, production okay. design. I find my eyes constantly wandering, looking for clues <laughs> in this movie, and it's and it's good luck. It's fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to do. I guess It's a true crime nut. But uh, look, I mean, the makeup and hairstyling, the contact lenses for the sun, the wound—obviously, you know—it's it's something to note. Thankfully, not the dog. All right, we'll go into that. We'll go into that. That dog is just a great actor, folks. We'll go into really. That, that and was and all the- dog. Yeah. Oh my god, all dog. All dog. That no dog way. Messi won the Palm Dog for a reason at the Cannes Film Festival. What There's a great no dog. way. It's a not a you good dog. You can't teach it's a dog, dog to do that. You taught the dog. that They taught the dog to do that. Well, then the
0: best actor's over. Forget Bradley Cooper. <laughs> like, that's it. The dog wins.
1: Messi. That's the, the greatest
0: dog. dog in the history of dogs.
1: Great dog.
0: I can't believe that. If you watch this movie and you yeah. have the understanding that that's an actual dog doing what the dog has to do here, we'll talk about it in spoilers. This but like,
1: breed of that's dog. incredible. This breed of dog has been the star of like a, a hundred episodes of television. I mean, I mean, collies, collies can act. I mean, Lassie, right? That's I mean, the, Lassie. That's,
0: yeah, it's, that's the greatest performance on film this year. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, only, I'm not joking. That's the greatest performance on film.
1: I love it. I love it. Yeah, a great dog. All right, we'll move on to the Oscar lens here. Got to do it. Best Picture, European Film Award, and it did six for six on that day. Palme d'Or, obviously. Best International, BIFA. That's its resume. Globe Drama nominee, non-English language film nominee at the Globes, uh, and then Foreign Language Film at the Critics' Choice. Best Director, one EFA. That's really the only win for Trier. Screenplay, five wins, including Gotham. The New York Film Critics Online and EFA, Globe Screenplay Nom, did not get nominated at the Critics' Choice. So, before we get into Sandra Huller, and I think she's kind of going to be the victim of a bloodbath, or, it or is a the survivor movie. of yeah. a bloodbath and lead actress, let's talk about those three. Director's probably out, unfortunately. Uh, most likely, it seems that way, yeah. So, the Triangle of Sadness comp, and I do think it is a comp, Doesn't necessarily go one-to-one for those two movies. And believe it or not, Anatomy of a Fall, I kind of listed out this whole resume. Anatomy of a Fall has a better precursor resume than Triangle of Sadness did. And Triangle of Sadness wound up with uh, three Oscar nominations at the end of the day for picture, director, and screenplay Mm -hmm. last year. This movie is not going to get that trifecta, but maybe it picks up in editing, or more importantly, it picks up Best Actress. Hopefully it does. There, there is an indie route, like I said, because there's a Gotham win and there's an indie spirit. Nom, and you know we've watched New York come through for it. There's also an international film route because it's nominated at the Globes, the Choice. It's nom- it's it won the MBR. It, it's been winning a ton of those awards. I think sixteen on the season, according to. The, Next Best Picture's scoreboard there, Michael. It's dominating the season. It can't
0: be nominated there
1: at the the Oscars. Can't be nominated there. So you look forward. Does it pick up any U.S. Guild noms? Is it eligible for any U.S. Guild noms? My guess is no. That's the question, yeah. My guess is no. Triangle of Sadness did get three BAFTA noms, including Dolly DeLeon. Does BAFTA need to come through for Anatomy of a Fall? For it to get what it wants at the end of the day. And is Sandra Huller going to be kind of penalized by accident if she's not in SAG and she's not in the SAG 5 or 6? 5. Oh, my God. I keep getting confused now with the everybody's adding nominees. nominees. The SAG is many. 5. It's too many. Yeah, we got to cut down.
0: We got to. Yeah. Too many things going on.
1: So. In a tight race, does Anatomy of a Fall, just kind of like we put it in the shortlist episode, does Anatomy of a Fall suffer because, Jesus, they, they didn't have a chance to gain any momentum. Like well, the momentum that's... was there early in the season, but they can't now. Stop
0: picking other films, international bodies, to represent your country at the Oscars if you have
1: a film that's going to be an Oscars contender. Do you think France felt like their court system looked bad after this? Because I don't think that. Do you? Hmm. I, I wouldn't
0: think so. I mean, I I don't... I, mean, I think, we, it's, it's, I think it's just good old-fashioned spoilers. sexism, for the most part. On question part, for spoilers. Which they've, which they've uh, not been, you know, unaccused of in the past.
1: Okay.
0: Look, actress is going to be, like you said, it's tough. I think
1: air should be there, but if she's not there, she's probably going to finish sixth. Is the destiny for this movie screenplay? And is going to be one of those heart-wrenching, screenplay-only Nominees. Can
0: it be women talking? Can it do a screenplay in a
1: Best Picture and that's it? I don't know if this year has the same depth of field in Best Picture. I think because this you can't
0: put Zone of Interest in Best Picture over this, right? You can't.
1: I hope not. Not to say that this is this is defeated
0: Zone of Interest every step of the way in the precursor. But so if Zone of Interest wins International Feature, Mm -hmm. you can't put that in the Best Picture field over this. You can't.
1: I hope they don't. However. I do think The Zone of Interest, to me, feels more like an Academy movie, just historically. Well, yeah, I mean the subject matter being what it is. I think this year, though, Anatomy of a Fall doesn't have the benefit of what Women Talking had, and I thought that was a deep, deep competition for Best Picture. And I think it matters when, like, 18, 19 movies are vying for that last spot, so to speak. This year, I don't think... Like, you could... Last year, you could go all the way down to RRR and we were we were listing 1819 movies that had a shot didn't, didn't we the woman King etc I mean yeah there's so many this year I think we're looking at 14 movies tops maybe 13 12 I don't know
0: well what's the best day for anatomy the best day is editing actress screenplay picture that's its editing best day? Act, actress
1: screenplay picture probably yeah I don't think I don't think a supporting is gonna marina de Tavera. I don't think I don't think a director is going to PTA out of nowhere. Like we saw Phantom Thread, but he, I, he he showed up throughout the season. Justine Trier hasn't shown up anywhere. Yeah, I agree with that. And what's its worst day? Ju- I mean, its worst day is one, right? I would hope its worst day is just screenplay. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see it. Not what are you screenplay. putting in picture over there? I, I, I mean, I don't I agree. I think it's one of the best movies of the year. I think I hope people th- feel the same. I hope these academy members feel the same. That's I mean, Flower the Moon Oppenheimer, now, okay, holdovers I get. Barbie, I get. You just watch Maestro. You putting Maestro in over this. You like Maestro? The, Ac- the academy is for sure. Really?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Bradley Cooper—he's been nominated a billion times as a producer. Yeah, I
1: think the academy is. The holdovers. You putting the holdovers in over this? You're the academy? Mm, yeah, probably. All right. So you're still. Pa- so it's still. It's on the bubble, man. It's on the bubble past lives yeah you know. i mean yeah i, I just i i am not putting air in over this are you no but american fiction we haven't seen yet what about the color purple if, if the, the color purple is a really tough scenario that's a good movie i just saw it i i, I enjoyed it quite a bit i mean it, it's very meaningful it's uh it, it's a huge it's gonna be a huge hit look at what it's doing at the box office yeah, it's it, the color purple could bounce this. The zone of interest plus the color purple could bounce anatomy of a fall out of best picture. That American could happen. Fiction, I yeah. I don't think it should not necessarily those movies bouncing it. I would probably take out some others but in my 10 but yeah, man. This this is a this is a heating up. Yeah. This race is heating up. It does, it's a shame too cuz there's only I mean, we are talking about like 12 movies for 10 spots. That's that's the thing. It's a it's a much t- it's a much tighter field than we've had so I do think it takes a bigger win so anatomy of a fall it's going to take a a, a real wave for the academy to take something else in front of it but that wave could be happening right now with the color purple and that wave may have always been there that support may have always been there for the zone of interest that's Mm -hmm. why I'm asking you about the color purple I'm asking you about holdovers and and, uh, yeah past lives but I think they got the support. They got some passionate fans. It's 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 a wild race. It's good. Good for, their, good for the movie business. I'm in. Good for our punditry business, right? Yeah, I'm, I wonder if Past Lives gets uh, left by the wayside here. It's another movie that's really hit everything, right? It, has it had a bad day yet?
0: It's a very similar resume-wise to uh,
1: Anatomy, just okay. in the different categories, obviously. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're about at the halfway point here. Let's uh, let's dive into spoilers. Spoilers ahead!
0: You complain about the life that you chose. You are not a
1: victim. Not at all. Be fair. I am a man who's been cheated on. I can't stand anymore. I'm fighting. Yes, I am fighting.
0: <laughs> this is a spoiler warning this is the spoiler section for anatomy of a fall brought to you by mike mike and oscar the oscars profile episode if you've not seen the movie yet uh this is a good place for you to hit pause on us go check it out it's streaming on vod right now for i think six bucks or five bucks you can rent it uh if you've seen the movie already if you're just curious to hear our thoughts if you need to know what happens in this movie this is where you want to be all spoilers from this point on the anatomy of a fall the oscars profile episode brought to you by mike mike and oscar where
1: we start michael all right, I have a couple burning questions about okay. this story, and I think I think that's probably best to start uh, here. We'll you know build into it. So yeah, do click away if you haven't watched it yet. You don't want to get spoiled. But I think we both mentioned that we agree with the quote unquote text that we believe the verdict is. Am I? right in saying as much michael
0: i'm glad you're starting
1: here so you think you think he fell it was an accident i think he killed himself yeah yeah so do i i think we agree from the filmmaker standpoint as well right we think that's what trier and arthurier are, are telling us well, espousing are the you, are behind you, are the a, scenes
0: mm-hmm. ce- scenes where Claire or um, sandra is talking to daniel and like you have to tell the truth they can't hurt me and stuff like there's no way you're gonna lie to your kid that well if you have
1: a secret to withhold from them about killing their father. To play devil's advocate, maybe she's manipulating her kid, and ultimately her, her kids. Testimony but wouldn't she be trying to manipulate gun. him
0: if she was trying to manipulate him? Like, wouldn't
1: That's, there be something that there? there? Like, wouldn't the advice be anything <laughs> anything on top of just "Hey, tell the truth. I'm fine." She she's obviously not fine, and ultimately, the son comes to her rescue. With, with the smoking gun evidence, quote-unquote evidence, even right. though it's not which really is, evidence. Which is really well placed in the script, too, because it's right after
0: the, hey, you have to choose to believe the truth and just go with it sometimes. You have to choose to, you have to pick what the truth is and just believe it. Unbelievable. So he's like, okay, well, yep, that was my father telling me he was
1: going to kill himself, I guess. All right. <laughs> like, great. Can I, let's jump ahead to that. Yeah. Because the coint, court appointed, or the coint, mm-hmm. the court appointed, uh, whatever she is, official. That is chaperoning. DCF agent. Okay, she is chaperoning the son, Mm -hmm. who's in the mother's care. Right. So that the integrity of the legal process could play out. Uh huh. And she is telling him, nudging him very clearly to pick a side, which she knows what he she knows what he's going to pick. She knows he's going to side with the mother because he's been very cold to her up to that point very defensive of his mom. It's very clear that... He... Oh, I just so agree she, is... she knew because
0: the last thing he said is, hey, I want to be alone with you. I want my mom out of the house. Like, he, he is leaning away from
1: his mother in that moment, clearly to me. To the audience, we are reading that as a Dark Knight of the Soul point in the script where at the height of her best day in court, she got through this condemning... Seemingly overwhelming amount of evidence against her, and actually had a good day in court. Actually won over the jury after the quote unquote tape was played, right? Mm-hmm. And at the height of that achievement, and and the lawyers feeling good. Next thing you know, the judge announces that the son has testimony, and oh, you get a you cannot see your son all weekend. He is he's going dark. But yeah, so I mean, to her, it feels like the judge the doesn't announce that the, the son wants the. Daniel wants her out. Right. That's announced at the end of that big day at court, as far as I can remember.
0: No. Daniel says to to Marge, I want her to go. And Marge says, Marge relays the message. And so Sandra comes to confront Daniel and is like, is this what you really want? And Daniel says, yes. And, Sandra tries to like. Right, well,
1: it, regardless, after after her triumph in, in court, I mean, she's hit with that. Yes, that her son is. Yeah. So, but it's you're but it com- right.
0: but but to, yeah, I think it comes from remember. Daniel. Is my point is that it, it's his decision to say you need to. I need to. Be oh, she
1: feels you. betrayed as a mother. Bottom yeah. line, she feels betrayed as a mother right. in that moment, and you and she probably thinks that. I mean, she's got to have some doubt. Yes, that her you know nine year old's ten year old son is going to sell be, her up the river, maybe she's got to wonder it's a yes. dark night of the soul for her for sure yeah. in screenwriting parlance now i'm never I, i'm always thinking the sun is on her side however or, or you know my first watch of this movie maybe i'm thinking oh the sun did it and the sun's going to throw away the murder weapon in the, you know in that weekend or whatever but the son actually does the experiment on the dog and goddamn him for yeah, that. I wanted to throw him out a window. <laughs> wanted of to death. fight him. Again, you know, this kid's like assassinating his, his own character. So, this is where us. the dog's
0: acting comes into play because, we, I mean, this dog is on the ground. Its eyes are rolling back in its head. It looks like it's sick. And in the, the script, that happens because the son is trying to run an experiment on the dog to see if giving the dog enough aspirin would have it uh, smell toxic and smell like vomit and have a a reaction to it because he wants to believe that the dog ate the father's vomit, which had aspirin in it when the father tried to kill himself. Because if the the dog ends up smelling the same way after being fed aspirin as he did after eating aspirin in the, the father's vomit that one time,
1: then he can believe that his father was suicidal. So the son is actually performing an experiment on his mother's guilt in that scene. And the son ultimately <laughs> almost screws it up. He almost kills his own dog, and he'll yeah. never know.
0: <laughs> he does kill him. It takes Marge coming in to like... Which, by the way, salt water to induce vomiting in dogs is a dangerous thing. That's not is a thing it? you should do. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad you said
1: that, because I think I think it's a, it's a reckless thing by the son, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, he should be in jail. That being said, do you think that was the extent of his plans? Or do you think when he said that to the court. And when he said that he wanted his mother to leave, do you think he also was going to bring up this conversation with his father and route to the, you know, the, the doggy hospital or whatever they were, whatever. So I don't think
0: think that's coming up until Marge has the come to Jesus conversation with him in the field. And he's got all this. I I think. I think he's very clearly, to me, he's very clearly conflicted throughout this movie because he doesn't know what to believe, and that's why he's so entrenched with the idea of staying in court because he's trying to work through his feelings and he's trying to get the the green light from one side or the other to say the aha moment, and it never comes, and that's why Marge, in that conversation, feels like. The aha moment, it doesn't come sometimes.
1: You have to just kind of agree with something and you have to hold tight to that as truth. So the son is ultimately pronouncing judgment over his mother. Yes. And he sides with the mother. Yes. And he sides with the mother because of the experiment?
0: Uh, in part, yeah. I, I think he also, I mean, you know, if you're a 10 year old kid and you're faced with losing both parents or keeping one, that's a tough choice. I agree with
1: you. I, I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out your takes on it all because you know obviously yeah the
0: i mean the experiment i think definitely helped him i mean it gives him credence i mean it's all by it is like a real trial this is why i give the movie credit in the the non-spoiler section like i think it's a bunch of little things i don't think there is and it goes with the the whole idea of you have to just kind of pick the truth sometimes there's no aha moment for us either well here's the final question to uh, you then
1: about the sun. do you think he's making up the conversation with his father that's
0: something we'll never know that's or a good not. question yeah it's it's something i've thought of i mean who knows if that ever actually happened now there's no indication in this script that the son would do that like this isn't that type of movie where we're, we're relying on the
1: well here's a question do you think the son got caught in a lie about you know overhearing his parents arguing or not arguing that's my question because it does seem like he got caught in a lie I mean, who who takes the dog for a walk outside in the cold after you give him a bath, by the way? <laughs> it's a good That's question. a dumb kid. But we this know he actually did This kid is not the it. smartest kid. Yeah. Like, you but, don't uh, see You can get would, the dog
0: killed. I would give more credence to him lying about that as opposed to just misremembering or not you know, being confused if there was a means to an end. like I don't know what the point of him lying about hearing the argument would have been.
1: The point because he would, would have said he would be, be hiding the, again protecting his mother. The point is protecting the mother if they were fighting if they were fighting after the interview scene at the beginning of the movie and he's right? just
0: saying no he like his, his lie is just insisting they were never actually fighting. But he said right. he heard their voices over the mute. Like, that's kind of self-evident.
1: He said he heard it, but then he retracted his statement saying that he was inside. He said he heard it outside, and then he retracted. So right. do you think he was lying, or do you think he was being honest, and he did get mistaken? And
0: Yeah, I, t- I mean, I just read that as, as him being a kid and being him mistaken. Him
1: being a kid m- yeah. mistaken. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, I think I read that as well. So I think he's an honest kid. Because his, his
0: dishonesty when he's dishonest within the plot, he has comeuppance. Like it, it, it has a consequence, like with the Advil and the dog, right? Like it, this, this script doesn't really ever have us question the uh, morality, I guess, of
1: Daniel. Truth ultimately seems to win throughout the processes. Is that what you're saying? Like, especially with the son, when, like when, when it comes lying, to everyone, when it right. comes to everyone, but Sandra Huler's character, because we have to question what the truth is. Yeah. But even with Sandra Huler, when she tells the truth, She's seemingly rewarded, no
0: yeah uh, give me an example,
1: well, even with the the lie that she told when she finally fesses up to it at the end of the day, the truth does set her free because she she's blatantly honest about the chaos of her marriage i mean that whole sequence there right it, it's it, it cuts so deep that only. Only the full truth about that scenario, which she only hints at because she goes on the monologue of every marriage, every marriage is you're fighting together, you're fighting against one another, you're fighting for your marriage, it's all of those things all at once, you can't understand our entire lives based on one recording and one fight. It's, right. it's a mess. And we're, lo- we're both lost and people seem to buy it. And we all did. We all bought that because we all believe it. We don't believe everything is black and white and holy one thing or the other. I mean, I love that speech that they wrote for her there.
0: I also think, and I tried to do, I, I did some cursory research, but I did not go nearly deep enough into the differences between French court and American court. But the way French court is laid out in this movie I think really affords itself to way more of a defense of a defendant because she's able to
1: interject and
0: talk on her own and, and object on her own, essentially.
1: And Would you know, Johnny Cochran ever let the prosecution get through a full sentence?
0: Well, That's right. That's kind of my, and I mean, they touch on that, and they, they, I mean, the judge does say early on if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna interrupt every sentence, that's gonna, I'm gonna find myself very annoyed at it. But like, it's an open forum in the French court. The French court is more investigatory, whereas the American court system is more accusatory. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the American court system, you have, I mean, you know when you're allowed to speak. Right. And the French court system is a much more open conversation, and it's much more, it's more of a debate than it is. A call
1: and response, like the American court system is. It almost seemed like it's bad form if you overstep those bounds, and the judge admonishes the defense attorney. Right, and in, in, in that moment, early on in the trial, when they're losing. Right, and it's fascinating because we start out where the, the defense is clearly losing. Like the oh yeah, like the Zoe prosecution is rough. Like the the first woman who was there for the interview named Zoe. It seems like there's a little attraction there, at least as friends, and she's being characterized as a cheating wife, and he's the angry husband, and there's seeds for a fight, and a physical fight. Then Daniel's unreliable at best, and he's lying at worst, and the defense is reeling, and then the blood experts come up, and that starts going well for the prosecution, where it seems like, all right, these blood spatter. To me, that's the whole case. But then defense scores a major victory, and there's a huge moment where that fall seems to be the—it is a fall. Like, they were arguing it might not have been a fall. He might have just gotten whatever. He just might have gotten hit by the wife. But then the fact that that splatter could not have come from on high exonerates the wife almost from, from a death blow anyway. And that's a huge win for the defense right and that to me that's why i said that's that's
0: the whole case to me and then that uh, that alongside and i'm i'm amazed the blood splatter expert was able to given this much leeway but again it's a difference between french and american court she also describes how it was impossible for the assailant to have bludgeoned the head in that way because they would have had to been leaning so far over and the victim right. would have been so far even more over the side of the balcony that it would have been you know physically imp- improbable
1: so that was huge that was huge and t- to me the you know, the prosecution was kind of grasping at straws from that point on to an extent, even though they did find some footing with the tape later on because it was such a volatile piece of evidence, at least making the wife look bad. but The
0: snark by the prosecution was unbelievable. I wonder if that's an everyday occurrence at <laughs> French court because it is not an American
1: court. <laughs> it was such a great <laughs> performance by that heel of an actor. Yeah. Reinhardt's loved him. And uh, I love to hate him, by the way. And, yeah. And. But look, I mean the psychiatrist, it made there's a lot of there's a lot of believability in that. You would understand why this psychiatrist who's never dealt with a suicide of one of his patients before would be so defensive and would be on such an attack blaming this wife sure. so thoroughly. You could get that. I mean, he's fighting for his job and his reputation, never mind his own feelings of guilt over if not misdiagnosing but underestimating the husband's And the stuff
0: this movie doesn't show is brilliant, too, because we don't see the husband ever talk about the pills with Sandra. So it really, truly is in that moment. He said she said we see the fight that Sandra and her husband have, but we don't see the physical altercation. That's we only hear the audio of it. That's left up to our turn. Like putting this really does a great job of putting us in the courtroom and Mm -hmm. just giving us the evidence and making us decide for ourselves.
1: It's it's very, very well written and creative. So here's the question I have for you. Do you think at the end of the day, our filmmakers are putting that fight to us as something from a third-person omniscient narrator? Or do you think that is from her recollection or his recollection? Because, again, we don't see the violence. Rephrase
0: that question. I don't understand what you're asking exactly.
1: Whose POV is the reenactment or the flashback in? Is it from her POV, because he's right, dead. Right, 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 right. Or is I, that I, his so, POV that we're unlocking, and it's therefore the omniscient, or at least... Yeah, I don't uh, know.
0: That was my interpretation of it, the latter. It's oh, just we're, we're, we're bystanders by in the fight. And yeah. it's, it's, it's given further credence, because if it was one of the other's POV, mm-hmm. they don't want us to think anyone's the victim, quote-unquote. Like, they want us to... It, it's a moment in time that lacks greater context. It's a moment of a bigger thing. It's a moment of a bigger And that's what they want to put you in the seat of. And I thought that was like the deliberate choice to show the, the verbal altercation and then stop short where the physical altercation happens, but let you hear the physical altercation. And then you have Sandra explaining what the physical altercation was. That's her POV. So that made me believe For that sure. what we're seeing is truly happening. Like the verbal part was just third person gotcha. omnipresent narrative. Gotcha.
1: All right. Yeah, I think I agree with you there as well. So do you buy what she says then? Do you think she's lying? further lying there? Do do you believe that in fact he was hitting himself at the end? And I mean, obviously that would make sense based on if, if he was if he was suicidal that, if he had there. Those yeah. Mental issues uh, Yeah.
0: Look, the problem with any court uh criminal court proceeding on television or movies is that they're actors. <laughs> <laughs> And no, no person actually in those, very few, I should say, are actually able to act that well if they are lying. So, like, mm-hmm. do I think she's lying? I have no idea. Maybe. <laughs> but, you know, because no person, no real defendant would be that good. Very Unless few would be Sandra that good.
1: Unless Sandra commits murder. Right. <laughs> but even if she did, she, she could probably couldn't block right. those feelings coming Exactly. Out. So I don't know how to judge that. I've seen As... real
0: defendants who have done real heinous shit, and I've known, like, you can definitely be, oh, there's, yeah, this is, there are problems with this person's story, and they are acting in a way in which makes me believe there are problems with, you know, but it's, you can't, it's not a one-to-one when you're on screen.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's, 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 that's another fascinating <laughs> That's another fascinating tidbit. My God, I I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. And especially now, you might be. Good God, you're you're analyzing these films the way you have, and analyzing the acting the way you have, yeah, makes you that much better of an attorney. I think.
0: <laughs> I or don't not. know about that, but I'll take the compliment. Thank you.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, so overall, this structure is is pretty brilliant because. You, you have the law and order of it all where, you you know, the law and order episode of it can all. I
0: Can I say, like, the way this script is done mm-hmm. is what infuriates me about May-December. Because okay. I think this is equally as impossible, except it's pulled off.
1: <laughs> Strays to other movies. Well, I
0: mean, I, like, this is my... Like, I, I think may December script is impossible for different reasons. I okay. think this script is impossible for different reasons. But this one's pulled off. So that's why I give this one the credit that it does, because it has us asking the same questions that i think are universal
1: they're de- they're definitely universal and i think i th- i think it's making a statement as well about mental illness i think it's making a statement that none of us understand it well enough and that we're all either ignorant or society is ignorant enabling and ill-informed to the point of negligence like here's my final question about Sandra Huller's character, like she's proven innocent, I would say in this court of law. However, she is proven guilty somewhat in, in being a caretaker for this man. Not that it's her sole responsibility, but it is, I mean, she doesn't help his situation. She doesn't help his mental illness. She doesn't understand it. And therefore, obviously she's a catalyst for his spiral. Well, yeah, I mean,
0: you got to sit there and take your husband's psychiatrist or therapist telling you that you forced him into this dark place mentally by, but what he thinks is you blaming solely him for the tragedy that befell your child. Yeah, I mean, those are tough, and he's not there to to defend himself or anything, like, those are tough words to take, sure. No, the
1: psychiatrist is a buffoon, I mean, but I'm talking about if she understood the height. of Yeah, she was his ill fit illness. to be
0: his partner. Is what your is your point? She was ill she fit would, to be his partner.
1: She would get him more help. Right, right. And I mean, I, I'm
0: yeah. We're we're saying. And the, I think the same we're thing.
1: all we're all in in a predicament now in society that we're just starting to understand mental illness better. Mm-hmm. I hope.
0: Mm-hmm. I, don't and don't I disagree do think with
1: that. this script is making a statement on that, and this was a this was a person whose diagnosis really wasn't. Right. His quote unquote mental illness was the silent killer here that we've heard for decades. You know, we've heard it characterized as such again. Is it depression? Exactly. I, you know, I don't know. Right. I'm not, not a psychiatrist. And just
0: the, the, the draining of, you know, what a trial takes out of you, like that compounded with this affair that uh, this whole, of not, not the literal affair within the story that you cheated on him, but this, the trial being this affair that she has to go through and just showing the exhaustion of her. in those last scenes in the restaurant where like, she's like, when you win, there's nothing like you lose, you go to jail. She that's it. Lose. You're done. But she when you win, loses. you lose. Right. And it, it, that's, I think that's very real in life. And that's another thing that this script does well is show like the little things like, yeah, a trial exhausts you. And yeah, it's a media trial, especially like you're, you're public enemy. Number one, until you aren't, which I thought they
1: did a great job in showing that uh, they did but a great job. And God, but, but yeah, I mean, look, look at her career. I mean, Can she be trusted? I mean, she was tried in the court of public opinion Mm -hmm. here. So even though she got her acquittal, like, what do people think of her as a novelist? I mean, her writing came under scrutiny at the end, and that may have been the weakest part of the prosecution, I would say, where he's really grasping at straws. However, I do think, (laughs) I do think these two screenwriters slash filmmakers I don't know. They're 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 putting her future as an author, this fictional character's future as an author, in jeopardy. Because well, it, it, sure, but because the prosecution we, doesn't care. Prosecution doesn't care. But I mean, can you imagine like reading her next novel? Yeah, like, but it, in
0: this day and age, that may actually help her sales if she does. Really? Like, I mean, why not? Right? If she's going to talk about crime stuff. Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I suppose so. I mean, it, it's almost, but it's not for the right reasons. Like she's she's never going to be able to write what she wants again. I don't know. She's never going to be able to take, be taken as seriously as again, or as innocently again as a, as a fiction. Yeah. Writer. I
0: mean, you're, you're, when you are put through something with such media exposure, you're definitely, yeah, your your life is forever changed. That's certainly a point that this movie is making.
1: I wonder if, I hope that this is prop- prophetic in the sense that maybe they're talking about awards love or, you know, they thought they wrote something good and that was them talking about their success in that regard. No, Trier Tr-
0: Tr- 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 is gonna kill her husband is what this is saying. Oh, that's what's about. <laughs> Arthur's
1: done. Arthur's in trouble. all right. Uh, look at, I we're wrapping up here, but i I do think this movie works on a lot of levels and i I do I did I did want to you know draw attention to a few more through lines here i love the lawyer sandra stuff and you were just talking about the chinese restaurant yeah. and they certainly have a moment they certainly both know i mean it's a long lingering stare full of everything that of course they cannot hook up there i mean that would be the most inappropriate thing ever that was I, I,
0: that creeped me out that whole thing that was so inappropriate for the lawyer to even put himself in that position like don't well, let they don't let your clearly, client touch your face they clearly have a
1: history like yeah, he was boyfriend a, he's no old or they, they were yeah, right. But a hookup, I, or they had yeah. they had history. Yeah, and when he is drunk with her at their at her house, he is saying in one moment like, "You look like a dog. You look like a beautiful a beautiful dog," and and he, he does he offend her? She doesn't really get offended. she just kind of goes with it? No, I put animal heads on everything. But he says to her, I mean, they have awkward flirty moment where I'm thinking things that if you knew them you would fire me on the spot you're right you're, right, you're right I forgot he's about all that saying to her that he wants to hook up you're right. and he yeah, knows you're right. they can't but she's saying to him she's wondering about how he views her her guilt
0: does this she is, this is why you as a because I was so wrapped up in the legality of everything I thought he was just a lawyer but you're absolutely right this stuff's in there yeah they definitely had a history
1: but I love that in terms of a you know narrative because it's just it's just juicy. I mean, it's great. It's entertaining sure. as hell. Yeah. So I I feel like they needed that. Fi- they needed that closure of them having the awkward moment. Even though you're probably right, it's unrealistic. It would be a cold handshake, a la the holdovers. It wouldn't be. <laughs> they should have just wiped the table off and just kissed passionately. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it didn't happen. Um, any more worse scenes? Any more best scenes before we hit? Yes. Any more worse? Uh, it's good. a little thing
0: too, but. The point where they are, it does seem like the attorney's grasping at straws the prosecution is, and then uh the defense attorney comes across and says, "Hey, let me give you my theory of what happened. This is a guy that was so depressed and watching his wife exceed in the place he could not, and blah 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 yeah, I mean those were closing arguments that those were not places those were not uh arguments that should have been made at that point in the trial, yeah. and I was so relieved to see the judge be like, these are closing arguments like this is not the place for this but i'll let it go like just a small acknowledgement that this is out of place for a regular trial but it fits well narratively into the screenplay but still we're going to at least acknowledge that this is still supposed to be a trial so this wouldn't actually happen if this were real life i just like that it was a small moment but i I appreciated it whereas something like what happened in the trial of chicago 7 i just got so befuddled because i felt like there were so many things that were out of place that it just took me out of the, the, the 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 scenes
1: entirely So that's a tip of the cap to you as an actual attorney where these screenwriters are like, yeah, we're taking artistic license here. The judge is acknowledging as much. But I mean, it's smart because that lawyer, the defense attorney, is taking like all of the bait that the prosecution has put out there Mm -hmm. and all of the artistic license that the prosecution has done. And, and all of the snark that the prosecution has had, and it's answering it in one like blowout argument. But you're right, yeah. It's probably shut down I mean, immediately. In the it got court. a lot of the legal
0: stuff, like uh, even coaching Sandra beforehand about her to, about her uh, what she's going to testify to when she's on the stand. And, Good. and you know, don't compare yourself to him. Do the, do the I just a lot of this. A lot. This was a very well written script.
1: So, do you? Uh, final question for you. Do you think the the mistakes made by the prosecution, and it, it it did seem like they made some, and certainly by the court, like with the. Do you think those were believable? Have you seen gaffes like that in actual court yourself? Have you studied those in actual cases? Do do do? You, do have you seen prosecutions slip up in these ways?
0: Well, here's but, what I'll say with regard to. I, I mean, you have a theory of the case. And most times that's, like, you are so tunnel-visioned about your theory and how to to make the evidence fit your theory that, like... This actually goes back to, like, the Making the Murderer between Seasons 1 and Season 2. Like, you could have a case that you think is so well-defined and the evidence fits so well Mm -hmm. that you just have a second set of eyes come along and have a completely different theory and it fits the puzzle pieces a totally different way, but it's more right. And then you have the first lawyer being like, how the hell did I not see that? Well, it's because that's kind of how you... That's what happens. Like, that's very true to life. So you had these two attorneys, both the prosecution and the defense team, hammering what they thought the theories of this case were over and over again, and they stuck
1: true to them. So I thought that was very believable. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear it. All right, so if this dog died, we would have hated this movie. That would have been the worst scene ever. (laughs) This movie would have lost all points, and may God have had mercy on its soul. The dog didn't die. The dog was also not drugged according to justine triet even though the dog had a whole team of people working with it at all times how did it, was it make very that face the do- quote here's a rap uh, interview nugget from justine triet quote the dog had been trained how to look a certain way so that he appeared sick the dog's vomit is all fake and we added it in post-production with cgi the dog was really amazing um, but despite it's very good training, the dog would still react to heightened emotional state in the human. So it was a very difficult scene for them to film because the dog oh. kept reacting to the to the boy, apparently. Wow. That, that's my me paraphrasing at the end, but going off her quote. We got to uh, give that dog an award. That dog deserves an honorary yeah. Oscar. Yeah. I mean, that's that's to look that way. I thought, sure, it was a stuffed animal or something. Yeah, I would have figured it was either a dummy or they had veterinarians like the in-session film guys were talking about, actually drug the dog to an extent, which would have been awful. <laughs> would have been horrible. <laughs> but apparently they did it on per- uh, um, Amaris, um, Amores Peros. Excuse me. Is that a recent in the movie? The in-session film, guys, I was listening to their review, which was very good, by the way. And yes, they were talking about they were talking about Amores Peros being a comp and hoping that it was not true for this movie. They didn't know at the time. I would, I, oh, I would fight everyone on
0: that set. Right?
1: Right? I was... <laughs> Very Not drugging a dog for a movie. So I, I had to look it up before we, we hit record and I I did find that Justine Trier came she's on the record saying saying something otherwise. She's so just thankful. lying. What if she's just covering? What if she is covering for the <laughs> eventual murder of Arthur? Arthur's in trouble and instead of P I M P it's Bob Dylan that's getting played <laughs> loud.
0: And we've come full circle. What'd you give this for a grid?
1: you know after rewatching it i'm actually even higher on it than i was i think i'm um, i think i'm top like 3 on the year with this movie it's an a- 91 i got to rewatch oppenheimer yet but it this, this is one of my favorite movies of the year
0: I, i'm i'm an 89 b+ i'm right there right next to an a- 2 um hmm. i think i think i gave oppenheimer a 91 92 so yeah it's good. I mean, we're talking about Splitting hairs here. But yeah, it's, it's up there for me. This is a very, very, very good movie.
1: Well, I'm thrilled to hear it. And hopefully this Oscar-ish, uh what is this? An Oscar's profile review came at the right time. It's something, yeah. You know, the three Academy members who may listen to this. And I do know, you know, we, we, we do hear Academy members listen to the show. You mm-hmm. never know who's listening, right? I don't know if we made the case that... Hello, Mr. You know, Scorsese. The, <laughs> Mr. Swan. Yeah, Mr. Swan made in this. The the, the, the actor's name is Swan, by the way. What Stop a, what looking a name. at me, Swan. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I knew it. Uh, it is wise. We just had a beautiful uh, I thought case about to be not made. Prove this French that. movie. And then, yeah, no. He's just. I debated not doing it, but that would have been true to myself.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> as always dear listener what matters most to us are your thoughts Uh, have you seen this movie what do you think what is your uh, verdict quite frankly do you think uh, do you think this was an accident do you think he was pushed do you think he uh, flew out the window himself let us know as well as always you can let us uh, know any other thoughts comments questions or concerns you have about anything else we do here in the MMO Empire you can leave us uh, all of those on our social media as we are Mike Mike and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MM and Oscar on Twitter or x Mike Mike and Oscar at .com com and on reddit we are available wherever you do hear podcast. and if you listen to us on either the apple podcast or spotify app if you appreciate what we do here if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review those help us out immensely thank you to everyone who has done so thus far uh michael tell the good people what's coming next and uh, uh any other words of wisdom you may have
1: no the words of wisdom are the same it is wise to give an honorary oscar to messy the dog for yeah. his performance as snoop in anatomy it was of great fall. Loved it. Uh, what's coming next? We don't know. We we still think we're going to. No, we did decide. We decided we're going to do an Oscar race checkpoint. Yeah. Sounds like okay. right. All right we got we enough. Got Maestro. New you got the color purple in there. Yeah. I, I rewatched poor things, but I may save that review because we may talk about poor things in an Oscars profile next week, perhaps. But next week, we've got the bath, the long list where we're going to find out some more information on an anatomy of a falls, you know, uh, can campaign here. And uh, candidacy, so there's the, anyway this this movie, we kind of just said screw it. We wanted to study it, but yet Michael, it's coming in at a, a good time. I think I hope. Well, just it did just get to VOD. I think on the twenty third. Right, so it's not totally out of left yeah. field.
0: So not even a not even a week uh, that it's been out there. And look, the more eyes, uh, great year for international film. Even though this one's not obviously to be nominated in it. that category, but this zone of interest uh society of the snow comes out next week we're hoping that's going to be that it did well at the oscars uh long lists
1: so or short list, long list, whatever they were definitely too many lists a lot of lists yeah. a lot of this is the list time of the year but we're going to save our mike mike and oscars till later date i don't know how long we'll save it last year we did do it earlier right yeah, we did yeah, we, we did, did it in january but mm-hmm. it wasn't like the beginning of january but yeah you'll you'll hear our You'll hear our top tens and our best films of the year, even though you guys kind of know that. You'll hear this movie come up again. The fun of the Mike, Mike, and Oscars, though, is all the other categories that we make make up. Yeah, the mayhem. The pure, unadulterated mayhem. (laughs) Guys, when reality
0: sucks, you can come some enjoy mayhem the, with us yeah enjoy the mayhem
1: or do some mayhem oh i was gonna say enjoy the mayhem. yeah enjoy you do it and then you enjoy your work you sit back Wait, and admire it yeah your project mayhem statement there is worrisome to me well let's burn
0: some tall buildings uh or <laughs> mike mike and oscar trying to make awards that's a fight club reference i'm not actually going to do that uh, mike mike and oscar trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness we will see you all
1: very soon see ya I'm innocent, you know that, right?